This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. on the following platforms Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Player FM, Google Play, and TuneIn. Just search Just the Two of Us Podcast. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook at Just the Two of Us Podcast or on Twitter at JTTOU Podcast. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Hey, what's up? And I've got to tell you, I am very, very, very (laughs) excited for this episode. Look, extremely (laughs) excited. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I am excited because we're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Star Trek series. You love this Star Trek. I do love Star Trek. I would call myself a, uh, I would call myself a trekker. No, you wouldn't. No, no, I didn't say I was a Trekkie. Oh. I'm a Trekker. Oh, there's a difference. Yeah, I, in my mind, there's a difference. Is that a thing, or did you just make that up for yourself? I don't know. I, you could probably Google it and find there's a, a, a <laughs> difference. But I think a Trekkie is someone who, like, goes to conventions and dresses up. And right. And collects memorabilia. Right. I'm a Trekker where, like, I'm a Star Trek fan who's, like, seen all the shows and all the movies, mm-hmm. bought a couple of books, mm-hmm. but I don't, like, have any, like... You know, memorabilia or any, or any uniforms. So I'm just like a big fan of the show, but I'm mm-hmm. not so big a fan that I'm going to like <laughs> mm-hmm. invest money in buying things. So Got it. So I call myself a trekker. A trekker. I am not a trekker, but I do enjoy a, a Star Trek here and there. Which is good. Yeah. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad you do. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, since we've been together, I've watched a lot of the old Star Treks. And um, yes. Yeah. And as a, a good show. And as an FYI for folks, the Heroes and Icons Network shows all the old Star Trek shows yes. set six nights a week. So you can mm-hmm. watch the original show, TNG, mm-hmm. DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, and even the Star Trek cartoon that came on in the mm-hmm. 70s. Mm-hmm. Every night between 7 and midnight, midnight yeah. <laughs> on the Heroes and, and Icons And BBC America channel. shows some stuff, And too. BBC America shows yeah. Voyager episodes and they show TNG episodes. TNG. Yes, yes, so... Check it out if you like Star Trek. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the new show. Yes. Uh, in case you haven't Discovery. heard, uh, CBS decided they're going to uh, come out with a new season, uh, a new show based on Star Trek um, called Star Trek Discovery. It comes on CBS All Access, which is their streaming service for either $6 a month or $10 a month, right. whether or not you want commercials. Right. Um, it's only going to be on streaming. The first episode was on television, but everything's on streaming, which kind of sucks, which is a whole nother, like conversation, conversation in and sure. of itself. Mm-hmm. And just a quick rundown of the show, it takes place approximately 10 years before the Kirk Enterprise. So, so this is a brand new thing, right? Yeah. This is before. It's like a prequel. It's just like so everything. It's, yeah. it's after the show Enterprise, but before the original series. So, and Enterprise was where in the? It was about seventy years before Kirk. Seventy years before Kirk. So this is uh, ten years before Kirk. Ten years before Kirk. So at, this is okay. Yeah. So. So the order of things is actually Enterprise. And yeah, first. Enterprise, Discovery, Discovery, and then original series, original series, TNG, so on and so forth. Okay, got it. Okay. Well, then that answers something. I was thinking about earlier. Okay, but let's talk. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, initial thoughts. Oh, my initial thoughts. Um, yeah, so we, we watched the first two episodes. First two episodes, and as a FYI, we are going to try to keep this as spoiler-free. spoiler-free as some, possible. There's some big spoilers in it. So yeah, we so don't we want, will avoid those. We avoid the big spoilers because we want you to go in pure mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy it without, you know, having mm-hmm. been tainted with spoilers. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll try that. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so we did watch the first two um, episodes. The first two are available online on their um, all-access. And overall, the first initial thoughts, 
um, yeah, like it was very good. Like I felt like I was watching, um, you know, some of the, the, the past Star Treks that have been out there already, um, with the, in you terms of movies. The, hmm? You mean the movies? No, like oh. I mean the shows. Oh, okay. I'm talk- yeah, the shows. We're just, I'm just going to talk about the shows because I don't remember any of the movies. I've seen all the movies. I mean, not these new movies. Well, I mean, I've seen the very, very new well, movies. Well, that's what I mean. Obviously. The new movies. But, I like, talking about the new movies. No, I wasn't even talking about the movies. Okay. I'm talking about the show. Okay. Um, yeah, like movies aside, yeah, shows strictly on the sh- in terms of relating this to the shows. Yeah, like I thought it was good. Like I thought it was very... Um, you know, it had a really good mix of, uh, you know, action and tension and suspense. And, um, yeah. And I thought that um, so far, like, you know, I think I, I mean, it's very, I don't know. You obviously don't know the characters well at all at this point. But, like, you know, I feel like I generally like everybody who talked the most. You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody um, who I think is going to be kind of like, well, yeah, well, we'll see. But I think everybody who seems to be the main main character sem- ensemble, <laughs> um, I think they're all, you know, cool. I like them. Um, so, yeah, I think this is um, going to be a really interesting show to watch. I think it's going to definitely, um, hopefully, I can't say definitely, but I think it will hopefully keep me entertained and keep me wanting to tune in for more. So that's that. Okay. What do you think? I I liked it a lot. I mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I did have some trepidation. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you expect? What were your expectations? Did you have high expectations? I didn't have. Anything? I didn't. I didn't. Have, I definitely don't have high expectations. There was some trepidation when they first announced the show, mm-hmm. and you know, I was just going along because it kept. You know, you know, you read little articles, and they would just leak some things about like the cast, mm-hmm. and then, you know what the. What, what the producers are looking for, you know, general sketch outline of the show and what mm-hmm. it's about. And none of that really inspired any confidence. I mean, I, I like the fact that it was Sonequa Martin-Green was cast in the show mm-hmm. and they were specifically looking for a woman of color for this lead role, which is interesting because she's, mm-hmm. you know, second in command, but yet the supposedly the show is going to be through her perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I liked that and liked the Michelle Yeoh casting as the captain. But mm-hmm. other than that, like I still wasn't sure what to expect because you know we we heard it's always a hype train with shows, right? And especially if it's going to be a Star Trek show, there's a huge hype train. Everyone's hyping it up. It's going to do this and that. And the last time we had a, a, a Trek show was Enterprise, which was you know whatever 2004, I guess when it came on, or two, I don't know when it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean there was a lot of expectations of that, and then that pretty much like fizzled out quickly. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't expecting much, but as as we got closer to the premiere date and just seeing little things online, like little reviews here and there and some and some reactions, I started to get a little bit more excited for it. And mm-hmm. then, you know, surprisingly the show turned out to be a lot better than I than I expected. I mean, like you said, it was exciting, it was suspenseful, mm-hmm. a lot of intense action. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very clear from the start, from the very first scene, that CBS spared no expense in producing the show right i mean you could tell that they put money on it you could tell in the cinematography the makeup the effects Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know the as far as like the 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 makeup and action sequences and everything you can really tell like wow they they spent money they wasn't they didn't cheap out on this so right uh yeah i mean echo everything you said uh i was liked it uh, a lot just uh mm-hmm. you know my initial thoughts yeah people were saying that um to piggyback on the effects and everything yeah people were you know you were saying that online i was reading that online as well like um yeah they were they were really good and and that was actually something i was gonna say because i i was thinking like wait when did this take place again because you know everything seems so yeah. modern yeah and then that's right? the problem like people had the same problem with enterprise that's the right FYI. exactly like, it, it that's why i was like when did this happen 70 yeah. years before kirk but then the way the technology looked it looked more modern right and more, more advanced, advanced exactly than the kirk enterprise but they mm-hmm. still kind of stuck with it where they, they still got, like, the little flip right they still have flip communicator they still they didn't they didn't use the transporter the transporters was like new technology at the time mm-hmm. they didn't have uh certain kinds of shields they had like pole uh, you know polarized plating 
rather than like the the shields that bounce off you know phaser fire so they kind of kind of stuck to like okay we're advanced we're um pre-kirk as far as um you know technology mm-hmm. so this this movie though however even though it's show, t- show movie. <laughs> see, but see that's how good the production yeah, value it, was yeah, it felt it like felt a movie. movie it did feel like a movie yeah <laughs> the the it's supposed to take 10 years before kirk but then they've got stuff they've got like holograms for communicating people mm-hmm. can communicate via hologram they have force field emergency force fields to protect the Ships Ship, yeah. from you know from external hull damage like stuff like that wasn't on original series right and stuff right. like that even didn't even show up in the in the uh, original timeline uh, until like Star Trek Six mm. uh, movie mm-hmm. uh, Undiscovered Country like they had like the the force fields for the um, mm. oh no even no it wasn't even there it was um, Generations where uh star trek generations they had like the force fields mm-hmm. show up for a flashback scene for when kirk quote unquote died mm-hmm. so it's kind of weird that they're showing a lot of technology that seems more advanced than what they had during the original series yeah but it's like you know what i, I i'm just gonna accept it you know <laughs> you kind of have to you kinda you're have, gonna you watch to, it you have to suspend disbelief like yeah. you can't you know you can't expect them to be you know you know, have fealty to every single, you know, every single aspect of the universe. Yeah, because that's it's established. like, because I I think like at this point, you know, we've obviously, if you're into Star Trek and you've seen all these Star Trek shows, these various, you know, uh, iterations, yes. And so if you've seen all of these and to go, to go back to a time where they didn't have any of this stuff, I mean, then that that well, then that just creates a creative challenge for them, you know, to create create something to keep people uh, interested. You know, if they don't have like certain technology and whatnot, you know, then it's kind of like, okay, well, what do we do? Well, it kind of begs the question: Why do you go back to the whole like Kirk era? Like thinking of that, if you keep that in mind, thinking of that, and just thinking, okay, well, this is before Kirk, you know, so. You know, we can't have all these things. Like, so what do we do to keep people interested and to be something that's cool? Well, you know? that's some of my criticism where I, when they announced the show, like, I just feel like if you want to show this cool tech and, te- and show off all these mm-hmm. special effects and, you know, see the advancements of production, television and movie production technology 50 years after the original Trek. Right. You, they should have just continued the... The timeline of Star Trek, like don't right. make it a prequel, right. as in you know move it up between Enterprise and between the original series. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should continue with the storyline of quote unquote Star Trek after Voyager, because Voyager was the last series. Okay, yeah. And and the in the timeline, mm-hmm. I think you know you do another Trek show. It doesn't have to be immediately after Voyager. Right. right. My idea was like maybe fifty years beyond that, mm-hmm. a new Trek show that takes place where. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the things we knew about Trek have changed. Like, you know, during the TNG, DS9, Voyager years, we're, um, you know, the, the Federation is, is allies with the Klingons. They're enemies with the the, the Romulans and, and the Cardassians. And I, I thought it'd be interesting if, like, 50 years into the future, Pat, beyond Voyager, mm-hmm. that's been turned upside down in a way. We're back at war with the Klingons. Maybe, like, mm-hmm. the Cardassians are no longer a threat. Maybe we're mm-hmm. friends with like whatever's left of the Romulan Empire right. after the events of Nemesis. I thought that would have been more interesting. Continue that storyline right. and you can still use, use the all new technology. And maybe and have some cool. newer stuff. And, and newer aliens, you know? Yeah. Now it's kind of like they have to... I think it's because they were afraid because they put a lot of money in this and investment. Mm-hmm. They want to keep it attached to which is you know the most popular what Trek people, people well, know. Right, people and, know about Trek, so they want mm-hmm. to keep it close to like Kirk and Spock and that area because like mm-hmm. that's what people really know about Trek. And mm-hmm. I guess maybe they felt like if they went beyond Voyager, there would have been too inside baseball, and it would be difficult to get like a mass audience for something like that. Mm-hmm. Which I I disagree. Yeah, I but, think if you're because I think that you in just in general in creating a new Star Trek, like just an, another. To add to the whole, uh, not series, universe. There we go. To the whole universe, I think that you've got to realize that there is a whole fan base out there, and that they're going to be interested as long as you make it worth their while. Yeah. You make it good. You know, they're going to be interested to see 
um, just to see it, you know, and experience it. Because when's Voyager went off when? Like, went off oh. air? What, do you remember? Voyager went off air in like two, wait a minute, started like 90. Yeah, I think it went off in like 2000. Yeah, just two. Trying to think of like, it, was yeah, a, so it went off a seven seasons since we've had it. Yeah, a, it went off seven seasons. I think it went off in like 2002. Mm hmm. 2003 sometime around there okay yeah so i mean so it's been a minute since we've had a a show well yeah i mean enterprise lasted four seasons from like mm -hmm. whenever that was in the early 2000s right so yeah so my thing is is like yeah just in terms of creating another show to add to the universe like yeah as long as it looked good and entertaining and it's gonna keep keep you know everyone's interest i mean yeah i mean i don't think that it would have been super risky to add to the end of it to continue on the story rather you know rather than going back in time like i don't i don't mind going back in time but yeah it just kind of creates this weird you know i don't want to say it's a real conflict but yeah like i know some people feel like you know well what's up with this technology and and all of this like it, yeah. it doesn't really fit so yeah, so so people now have to do like what you're saying. If they want to watch this, they have to suspend their disbelief and just you know kind of pretend. All right, yeah, this is just what we have to deal with here. So yeah, and then, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a, I'm capable of doing that. Mm -hmm. um, other people might not be able to. They might not be able to get past it. So mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was able to. Yeah. Um, other things that you uh, in general that you like. Do you want to get into specific things that you liked or disliked? Whatever. Wherever you want to go. <laughs> um. Well, I uh. Well, let's start off with. Let's we'll start off with what I like because I don't mm -hmm. want to start off with a negative and talk about what I disliked. <laughs> so then we have to end on a negative. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> we have to leave a Touché. negative taste in people. Okay, let's we'll start off with what I did, didn't, didn't like. Yeah, just... I I didn't like the whole Klingon thing. Okay. I don't like how they kind of in a in a sense retcon the Klingons by. They redesigned the Klingons and kind of, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with the Klingons. You know, like, basically, they're, they've, they seem like they made the Klingons, they, they changed their whole design of the Klingons, set design of the ships, the, the design of the actual ships. They made the Klingons, uh, you know, their facial structures different. And also seemed to have made them a lot more primal and mm -hmm. animalistic than we're used to. Mm -hmm. And right. it's like, I'm thinking, why? I mean, a lot of people are caught up in that because we're used to the Klingons being a, looking a certain way. I mean, because pretty much after the original series mm -hmm. ended where, you know, the Klingons in the original series had no head ridges, nothing right. like that. But after that, once we got into the movies and got into TNG and DS9, the, the Klingons essentially had a consistent look about them. Right. And now they're just flipping it where they look completely different than how they looked beforehand. Mm -hmm. Before that, when they were when they were depicted on Enterprise, mm -hmm. and looked different than how they look past that or post, uh, you know, Enterprise and you know, original series. So I don't like that that aspect of it. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, do we really need to? Do this with the clean. I'm I'm fine with them doing a storyline with the Klingons, which mm -hmm. is nice. Um, I just don't like the fact that they just completely made made them completely different. Well, then you know, too, it was kind of like they, you know, it's like how did they look like that, and then to see what they look like on the original Star Trek, the James, the Kirk. I'll just call it the Kirk Star Trek. Like right. they just look like regular people. Well, I mean, I don't think they fully explained it, but I, mean, I think it was addressed a little bit in Enterprise. Um, I think it was something. It was it was either some sort of like, essentially, like the Klingons were supposed to have like ridges and looked like you know, quote unquote, alien. Mm -hmm. But I think there was some explanation in an episode of Enterprise where there was a, a faction of Klingons, or they were either exposed to some some disease or some experiment or something that mm -hmm. took away their ridges and made them look more <laughs> you know human right um the so that the way that you saw them on the original series yeah. so i think they kind of explained it a little yeah um during enterprise this is weird yeah to keep going through these like 
yeah, again, that's one of those things that's like, okay, well, if this is again before Kirk, you know, that's the the continuity, if you will, you know, keeping everything kind of in line. So it's just that's what is just weird to me. But I don't I don't really care. Like it to me it makes sense to have them be very primitive because in the beginning I would think that, you know, maybe somehow they've evolved to what we know now, right? Or what we're used to, I should say, what we're used to. So the primitive aspect kind of fits. It just, it's it's like really like the original Kirk Star Trek is just what kind of throws things off in a sense. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like if you remove that, then it kind of all works with the technology and right. you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just that. So I don't, I don't care. Cause I'm, again, I am not a trekker or trekkie, but yeah, like, so I just think, you know, when I think back to the original, uh, the Kirk star Trek, it just kind of was like, well, why do they look like this now? Like, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, that wasn't a big, big issue for me. Okay. Um, what else? Well, that, you know what? I'll be honest. Is that the biggest thing that you just yeah? I think dislike? that honestly, I, I think that's the really the only thing I really I could say I disliked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked the show a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like the action. The action was top notch. Mm-hmm. Like, like I mentioned earlier uh, about the production values, like this really good. They this felt like one of the the new movies. You mm-hmm. know, the two hundred million dollar budgeted movies by J.J. Abrams and right. You know, all those folks. Um, because it was really, I don't know. Like I have no idea how much they spent on the first episode or this series mm-hmm. as a whole. But I'm like, yo, they spent a grip because mm-hmm. it looks really, really good. And, yeah. And the action was really nice. I mean, mm-hmm. watching the space battles and yeah, and watching you know the explosions and and you know watching ships come out of warp and the phaser fire. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, this is really good. I mean, it's, yeah. And also, oh, one thing I wanted to say, mm-hmm. I didn't want to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Was... Oh, one thing I liked was, I liked the, some of the snappy dialogue that was at the beginning of the uh, the mm-hmm. first episode mm-hmm. um, between the, the members of the crew, the crew yeah. of the USS Shinzu mm-hmm. uh, with Captain Philippa Georgiou, Michelle Yeoh's character as the captain and uh, Sonequa Martin-Green as Burnham. Just seeing the interaction between the crew was kind of, you know, kind of playful or snappy, and you know, it felt like they had been a crew together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burnham had been working under Shizu, uh, Georgiou for seven years, so mm-hmm. you, you could see that the the crew had this camaraderie and this this mm-hmm. uh, easiness with them uh, between them. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that. Like it felt like, wow, okay, this this is a crew you could get the get used to knowing and 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 hanging out with. I was gonna say um, one of the things I peeped i don't know if you did but just them bringing up a couple of things in regards to race and skin color so you had like with the klingons there was that skin color issue (laughs) or not well i don't call it issue but it was just bringing up the skin color and what was the issue well, it wasn't like an issue i I didn't mean to use that phrasing just when he was talking to the one well i didn't know how much we're going to give away we can talk about that so yeah just him talking to you know the main klingon uh, what was his name? Takuma or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that. Him talking to the guy. Uh, I think uh, something with a V. Yeah, Vak. Vak. Vak, son of none. Yeah, son so of none. So basically, he's like a bastard Klingon. Yeah, because he's because <laughs> he's white, which was really interesting. He was like an albino. He was Klingon. An albino Klingon because all the Klingons are black, and this is just that was just with really, the leader being the blackest. The bu- <laughs> He was he was Wesley Snipes black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was Yafik Koto black. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, so the biggest, baddest Klingon is also the biggest, blackest Klingon in the Klingon Empire. Yes. So that was just really interesting that they, you know, I mean, that he brought up, he was like, you know, your, your color, your skin color is different, you know, whatever. And then, you know, but... But you say that. basically, you you know you're the one standing up, and you know so yeah yeah. So like gonna... your skin, something about your skin color isn't like you know isn't like a, a detriment or weakness. It's a mm-hmm. mirror. Yeah, right, right. So that was like really interesting for them to bring that up, and then later on, just bringing up uh, race because um, Sonequa's character 
Burnham, Michael Burnham, she is um, mixed. So she's half Vulcan and half human. But she's not, though. But I thought she was. I thought that's what they kept bringing up, that her emotion side is her human side, like it's coming up. That's the, that's the thing. No, she's fully human. But she was, no, but she was raised by Sarek. Okay. Because her parents were killed by the Klingons 22 years prior. I kept looking at her ears and they kind of looked a little pointed. So that's why I thought that she was mixed. Like her ears are kind of, they're not pointed, but they are like elongated and rounded at the tip. Like they are definitely up. I don't like know. out. I don't know. I, you I, might be right. Cause I, I've been going back and forth on that before the show, like reading stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, is she half human Vulcan or is she human? I thought she was, I pretty much thought she was. So there's nothing, there's nothing out there that says she's actually mixed? No, because you know, she is human because in the second episode, mm-hmm. when, um, when they show the flashback of her, of Michelle, yo, yeah. you know, of her, um, Working under Michelle Yeoh, becoming part of her her crew. Mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh mentioned how she's like the only, uh, Burnham is the only human to go through like the Vulcan Science Academy. And, and oh, graduate. okay, I missed that. Right. So yeah. So she, okay. So Burnham Sonequa's character is actually fully human, but she was raised since she was a little girl by Sarek. Okay. Um. So based, but she's been raised by Vulcan, so she's she's, she's been indoctrinated with okay. Vulcan. Um. You know, Vulcan philosophy and sensibilities and oh, all that I stuff. Oh, I thought off the bat, like, that was kind of, like, the, the thing about her, actually, that she was half and half. No, she's fully okay. human, but, she, you know. My bad. But she, so that's why she has the, these both sides. Like, he right. he taught her in the ways of Vulcan, but she's still a human. And she, she, she tries it. to balance those aspects of her. Okay. So. Yeah, that wasn't really clear. Because if she was half and half, she'd basically be Spock. And, like, we don't want to... It would be whack if they like just did another Spock. A Spock is half human, half Vulcan. Oh, I didn't even know he was half. I never knew that. Yeah, Spock was half human, half Vulcan. Oh, really? That's really interesting. I never knew that. All these years, but I never watched that Star Trek like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I definitely, obviously, and <laughs> not a Trekkie. So, anyway, um, I don't even know what I was saying. But anyway, yeah, I was. Just, no, about no. Race. Yeah, just bringing up the discussion of race. So it'll be interesting to see if they bring more of that up, you know, and make it kind of, yeah, because I kind of felt like there were moments um, where they kind of maybe were, you know, bringing up race and um, in the sense of what is going on today. Like, I wonder how much will they kind of integrate, like, you know, things that are going on today, kind of like issues, maybe social justice issues, if they will put that into the show at all. Because, you know, I mean, this is, well, the show is actually, you know, obviously not modern, you know what I'm saying? It's back, but it's, you know, this is If they do, that'd be great. This is 2017, so, you know, it's kind of like... Well, what you always talk about with Battlestar Galactica, like they kind of, you know, had kind of like real. Yeah, I mean, they kind of talked about like, you know, the whole Bush administration and terrorism and the Patriot Act and things you would do to like prevent Mm -hmm. terrorism Mm -hmm. um, and a police state and things like that. But Mm -hmm. if they they do do that through this Star Trek, that would be good. It's keeping with the tradition of Star Trek. I mean, from the Mm -hmm. original series, they, they always tackled modern contemporary social ish issues through mm-hmm. the prism of the sci-fi show that takes yeah. place in the future so, so that'd be cool yeah i mean that'd be cool if they if they do do that because it kind of goes back to its roots i would have to like rewatch this again and 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 then obviously i don't want to like spoil anything but yeah there was some dialogue with the klingons like after they um felt that they were victorious <laughs> um that like it 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 kind of sounded like <laughs> like a Trump rally. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just something about like them being very, you know, like we won and we are this and they will like, I don't know, like follow up. I don't know. It just sounded very, No, nah, nah, I can't nah. remember the exact dialogue. I mean, I just, you know, was trying to just take this all in. So, but yeah, it was something about it that just kind of was like, Oh, this sounds very, um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a Trump rally, but it sounded very conservative. It sounded like it was 
on the right. Yeah, like, <laughs> not to say that. Like, basically, it it's like funny. This. Someone tweeted something similar. Well, they tweeted like, Kavuma is a. Mm-hmm. This is like, uh, at Spike Ghost, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, uh, Takuma is a demagogue without honor. He does what he does because because of his pride. <laughs> And then, you know, we replied to him on the Just the Two of Us podcast Twitter account. We replied, you spelled Trump wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because it's pretty much what he yeah. said describes Trump. Yeah, it was very, yeah. So it it, it was really interesting. So I'm, I'm wondering uh, if we will see more of that sort of thing. And I can't even believe I caught that, but it was, uh, it was kind of like, oh, gosh, okay, this. <laughs> this is sounding real familiar right now. And I wonder how much of that is due to Brian Fuller, who was going to be the original showrunner of the show. Mm-hmm. He he created the Hannibal show. He did Pushing Daisies. And mm-hmm. he used to be a writer on Voyager. And when he was announced as being part of this project, everyone was like, wow, Brian Fuller. Like, this is going to be awesome because mm-hmm. I love Pushing Daisies. I loved Hannibal. Mm-hmm. But he basically dipped from the project based on creative differences. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff that he worked on, like, I guess the foundation he set mm-hmm. in the show and in writing, like, the first episode, mm-hmm. um, some of that w- carried over and was saved by the producers. So it wasn't like they whatever he, he came up with, they threw out once he left the project. They kept some of the aspects of, of what he's already done. So I wonder how much yeah. of the whole, you know, um, you know, discussion about race and demagoguery and and, mm-hmm. and tolerance and all the what are all these other issues that it looks like that you know they might explore. I wonder how much of that is because of him. Hmm. We will see. Um, we will see. But it was interesting to point that point that kind of stuff out. Um, other things. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't want to give anything away that I. I liked um, one thing I was going to say about I didn't like is with in terms of the app and all that kind of stuff with, you know, like having to pay for this. I mean, oh, this is outside CBS of the show. Yeah, the CBS all access, like having this online and stuff. I mean, well, first of all, I don't think anybody likes that this is going to be online. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if anybody likes that it's going to be online. But um, one of the things I kind of thought of, you know, they have the two different price points. So like one, you pay less if you. Uh, you pay more if you don't want ads. Um, I'm kind of thinking like, yo, like, you know, if you're going to do an a, a online thing, I mean, I would assume, I'm, assu- I'm assuming they're doing this because it's kind of like, oh, we're going to compete with all, you know, all these other streaming things. There's so many streaming things. But I'm kind of like, yo, why don't you just like throw all the episodes online? If you're going to do this and make us pay for it, you know what I'm saying? Because it would be different. I can see them doing well not even see them like charging for this if this is going to be a weekly situation because then you could just get it free you know what i'm saying everybody's got cable well, not everybody has cable but you know for those of us who have cable or whatnot or you know i guess you can just get it on their website right like you can just get cbs can you download regular cbs shows on their website for free like no other so you have to pay completely for their online access for everything for all their tv shows and stuff um they don't have an ABC Go situation, NBC situation, where if you basically just have cable, you can get access to it. I, I can't speak with any confidence. Yes, because no. we don't really watch. Yeah, we don't really watch CBS, CBS shows. But my thing is, like, if you're gonna make people pay, that's the thing, especially for people who have cable. So we're already paying a grip of money for cable. Like, yo, you could have given this. There's so many options. Like, I'm just kind of like, you could have given cable users this for free. Boom. And then like people who don't have cable, they pay. Or if you're just going to make this flat out, everybody got to pay. Yo, y'all need to drop all episodes. But you know why they don't. I mean, it's obvious why they won't drop them all. It's messed up. It's obvious <laughs> why they pay. won't drop them all at once because they know good and well. Because there is no value added with CBS All Access. CBS doesn't have programming that's exclusive or enticing enough to get people to, to sign pay. up for mm-hmm. all they have on there now pretty much is the good fight and that has oh, one yeah. season under right. its belt and then now it's going to be star trek they know good well if they dropped all the episodes of the star trek at the same time people will download the app or pay for it or get the free trial for a week binge watch it 
and then cancel, and then they get they get nothing out of that. That's the reason they won't drop them at once. They want to keep you on the hook. They're going to drop them once a week for 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 the first half of the season. Infuriating. Take a break. <laughs> Then to come back a couple of months later and then drop the second half of the season once a week, uh, one episode a week. That's that's the plan. I mean, they, yeah, it sucks, but that's how they're going to keep you to keep subscribing to their particular service. And I mean, it's it, it's like it'd be different if they had stuff worth watching on there because it's not like it's Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Netflix. It's, it's $9.99 a month, the same as CBS All Access if you get the no ad option. Right. But Netflix has like thousands well, of movies yeah. and TV shows. <laughs> TV they have shows. so much programming that right. $10 a month is worth it. It's, it's not $10 a month just to watch, you know, Star Trek and then The Good Fight. It's just like such a... Ugh. Anyway, that was my dislike about But you have to admit, stuff. as much as that sucked though, the way they get you hooked on it was pretty good. Like basically, they the show premiered on Sunday mm-hmm. on CBS, right? Eight thirty. Well, it started eighteen minutes late because of the football, football. overrun. Mm-hmm. But throughout the show, as it aired, they would show you know promo saying mm-hmm. you know download episode two now. It's mm-hmm. available. You know CBS All Access. CBS All Access. <laughs> and then when episode one ended, which ended very abruptly, yeah, mind you, that didn't it like... even like go to credits. It just ended, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh crap. Because it ends on a cliffhanger. Right. You don't want to spoil it, but it ends on a cliffhanger. You're like, oh my God. What, what, what and, then, the and then they're like, you want to see episode two? Right. Go to see this <laughs> right now. And everybody's like, damn it, I got to go. Exactly. Everybody's like, oh, I got to go download it. Because no one wants to download, but everyone on Twitter is like, yeah, uh, I guess I'm going to download it. Because they did a great job of like getting they're you lucky. hooked. They're lucky, though, that the show. But I don't think it's luck. I, mean, I think it is. I think it is. I mean, it's not love because they had control over the show. So it's like they 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 were able to. It worked out for them because they actually made a good show. They made well, a. That's a, what I'm saying. The they're fir- left out that the show ended up being good. That I actually wanted to download it and go see the rest of it. That that is lucky. I I don't I don't think. It, I guess we're just thinking of luck in a different way. I don't think it's luck because they they made the show. It's not like anybody can it, make a show. I mean, you said they made it like they're special. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying like they had control over the show, so they ostensibly or presumably knew that the show was good. You know, it's like it, it worked out that yeah. it was a good show, they, and then they were able to do this. Now, if it was a, if the show sucked, this strategy wouldn't work. People were like, no, nope, I'm not going to sign up for that. That episode sucked. But since it was such a good episode, it looks like it's gotten high remarks from the from the uh, internet uh, viewers that I saw tweeting about the show, I think, yeah, I think it, it's, it's going to get people to sign up for this crappy service that has no other no other value but Star Trek and the good fight. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that they're lucky. Like, yeah, everybody who puts out stuff in Hollywood, whether it's TV or movie, everybody thinks it's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so they're sitting up here, yeah, this is a great product. We're going to put this out. We're going to do this. Yeah, everybody thinks it's great. Everybody thinks what they do is great. You have to think that, right? Or else you wouldn't do anything. <laughs> you wouldn't put out anything. Right. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I mean, it, it, the way they distributed this is, I don't know. And to me, it's almost like if you thought your product was that great, why didn't you just put it on TV? Now that's another thing. <laughs> no, because it's not that they don't like, yeah, they didn't expect it to be good. It's because <clears throat> but they're it was good enough for you to buy <laughs> because they're, cause they're trying to drive it to they're trying to drive traffic to this to this site to this app that no one wants. That's the thing. They put they, on a good they show. They just suck for it. I'm sorry. I know this show is, is is good enough quality, and I think it actually would be a hit if it were on television on a regular basis. Yeah. But their goal is not to do that. Their goal is to get people to sign up for this app because that allows them to get. It allows them to double dip, essentially. It allows yeah. them to get money from the advertisements and also allows them to get money from subscribers for the, this particular service. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is the future of, you know, of entertainment where every every media company is going to have their own streaming service. Unless their end goal, because there's got to be a goal for this, unless their end goal is to set up something that will be char- that they will charge more for for people who are cutting cable. You know what I'm saying? Well, 
Like, let's dip our toe into this whole streaming thing. But this the, whole paid streaming thing, like HBO and whoever, right. Showtime, Showtime too, did this, I thought. But whoever else yeah. has this separate. Maybe this is their, like, we're going to dip our toe in, see if we can create something great enough that people actually pay for it, and then move on from there. Because I don't see them sustaining just this whole. People have uh, cable, so they're going to get CBS. And then this whole paid thing. I think this has to be them moving in a direction where they will create a whole bunch of stuff that like, hey, okay, like we're going to, and even with their TV shows, you know, they'll put like everything on this whole thing. Like they'll essentially become what HBO is to people who don't have cable. They will create something and probably charge more for it. So you can get access to all this. You can get the shows that they create, all this stuff, like new stuff that they create. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what I think it's going to be, but it's, that that would suck. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. And that's just that's just a lot of money to be paid for for our viewers. You know. Yeah, I mean, who still have cable for sure. You know, because people are not going to keep paying for different services. It's like yeah, you know, that's what people said ridiculous. when when Disney announced a couple of weeks ago that oh, they're yeah, going to pull their content from Netflix and right. start their own streaming app. It's like, people are like, look, I already got Netflix. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have more than one. They probably have Netflix and Amazon mm-hmm. or maybe Netflix and Hulu. Mm-hmm. And right. they figured this covers everything. I mean, Netflix has a ton of movies and have a lot of original television shows that, you know, that the, that a lot of people enjoy and, and get good buzz about. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, I'm not going to sign up for Disney just to get the Marvel movies, you know, like mm-hmm. or just to get the other, like, Disney Touchstone releases and all these other films um, from the various Disney uh, studios, and mm-hmm. it's like, yo, you can't keep doing that. Like something's gonna give. It's like mm-hmm. people are gonna choose. Hmm, I can have Netflix that has a lot, a lot of different um, diverse programming, right? Or I could get the Disney streaming app where it's only gonna show Disney stuff. I mean, granted, it's big Disney stuff with Pixar. Star Wars yeah. and Marvel films right. as part of it, but <laughs> right. I think it's not going to work out for Disney as well as they think it's going to work out. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's just like you know, people have been complaining, complaining, complaining about cable being expensive, expensive, and I think this is going to be just the response of all these people that are you know saying you know we're cutting the cord, we're cutting the cord. You know, so they're going to be created. So there, I feel like more and more companies, networks, whoever, they're going to be, you know, creating these streaming things. But then it's kind of because people have been saying they wish. I mean, how many times have you heard somebody say, you know, you're just in a group of friends and you're talking about, you know, shows you watch and cable and stuff. And you're just like, man, like, yeah, your friends like, yeah, I only really watch like ESPN or I only really watch like, you know, Cooking Channel or, you know, HGTV or who knows, you know, I like, I know I've talked with my mom about this and she's like, yeah, I wish I could just have cable that just had HGTV and the food. <laughs> she says that like all the time, like all, like for years she has been saying that. So I think that that is a dialogue that a lot of people have, like they wish they only had certain channels and that's it, like this whole a la carte cable situation. Um, and so I think that all these, you know, networks, whatever, are kind of going to that because people are cutting cable. People mm-hmm. are just saying, screw cable. Cable's way too expensive. I'm paying over $100 a month in some cases for, you know, cable, internet, and whatever. And then I got all these channels that I don't watch. So I think we're going to see more and more networks doing this. But it's like on the flip side, it just becomes like, okay, like, are people really going to pay, you know, $10 for Hulu, and then $10 for CBS, right, yeah. and then $10 for Disney, and then $10, you know? It's right, because like, then eventually it just all adds up right. to what you were paying for cable. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that's yet to be seen and mm-hmm. yet to be uh, determined. Like, as we go on and as we see more and more, uh, you know, properties, you know, come up with their own little streaming mm-hmm. service, we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm, right. So, um... Back to the show. Um, I don't really have anything else. I think we kind of covered everything else. I mean, more of the things that I kind of noted and 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 liked or whatever were really specific things about the show that I don't want to like really talk about personally. To I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Right. I mean, like, I think yeah. we don't want to spoil it for you guys. Yeah, we don't so want to be kind of vague. Keeping it general, but yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked it. I mean, overall, I, I just liked it. I enjoyed it, you know, and looking forward to the season. I like the little, they gave kind of an overview of what's to come. Yeah, they gave and like a preview. at the end yeah. of the second episode, they gave kind of like a preview of like what to, what to expect over the, I guess, first half of the season. And it uh, looks, looks promising. What, yeah, what it looks, you think? It look, yeah. yeah, it definitely looks promising. I mean, mm-hmm. things happen in the first two episodes that kind of like shift the direction of the show from mm-hmm. kind of what you expect. And, and, I, and, and it's, it seems like they really are trying to, at least initially, give you a trek that you haven't been used to. Yeah. Because, you know, all the, uh, the previous trek shows have been like kind of like a, a particular formula. Here's a sh- ship with a captain and a crew. Mm-hmm. Then each week they meet a new alien race and mm-hmm. they have a certain situation. And then everyone on the crew is like perfect and they all, mm-hmm. you know, they all like each other and like, you mm-hmm. know, they, you, they don't really show any like distinctive personalities right. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, wash, rinse, repeat every, every week. Mm-hmm. And right. this show from the first two episodes and from what you get from the previews of the upcoming season, you can tell, like, whoa, this isn't going to be the same trek as far as, you know, that same formula. Mm-hmm. I mean, things are things shift as far as the characters, as far as their status on the show. Um, and, you know, that's that, that's interesting. That's to see where it goes. Like it, yeah. And it's definitely, it looks like, it, it it might it might not be it might be episodic but so far it looks like it's going to be a um a show that's serial in nature mm-hmm. you know instead of episodic like every episode is like you know what they say a bottle episode or an episode where you hit the reset button at the end right um i think it looks like it might be serial where you got to watch them in order one two right. three four five six because this story is just progressing like that mm-hmm. which i would love because that was to me was some of the best part of Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. and season six and seven, like they had this this long story arc where each episode was serial in nature, and mm-hmm. like I mean, it was a, it was a it was a great story that progressed from episode to episode, and wasn't like okay, we're just gonna reset and start over next week with like a, a whole new story. Like no, this is the same story. So you have to it gives an opportunity for the characters to have some some consequence to their actions. Right. You know, the, yeah. some consequence to the story where something happens. It's not just like, oh, man, we, we saved the ship for blowing up. New right. adventures next week. Right. Like, it's like, no, like, <laughs> this week somebody dies. And then it's like, well, next week we got to deal with what happened when somebody died last week. You know? Right, exactly. Like that. So that's something, like, I, I definitely look forward to for this show. Yeah, um, same. I like, um, I think I tend to like serial shows better um, because... I feel like I remember it better. It forces me to remember <laughs> things that happen because sometimes when you get very episodic, you know, things just happen, and then you kind of you kind of forget. Like I think over the course of a season, what happened when things are just very like you know, okay, this just happened in this episode, and something completely different happens in the next. You know, like they don't carry a storyline forward throughout the season. So, or you know, and this, and honestly, like I don't even mind when a show does like certain stories like over just even just the course of two to three episodes and then they move on like I don't even need for there to be like a whole like plot that extends throughout the whole season although I I like that but I don't I don't need that I think um yeah having a little bit of serialness yeah in in a show is is good um I feel like I just remember it better and um I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes where shows are very episodic, like I don't feel like I, I really remember, you know, what goes on. So yeah, I, if that's what they plan to do with this show, I mean, we, we don't really know for sure, but like if they plan to make it more serial-esque, then that would be really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely love that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to that. Yeah. So I think um, I've said what I've had to say without giving away too much more. But um, I mean, I can say more, but then it's all like downhill from there, <laughs> like spoiler alerts. So yeah, because we think you enjoyed a lot more if you if you aren't spoiled. Like right. me purposely, I purposely like avoided reading any spoilers or anything mm-hmm. major about the show. Yeah, I and, didn't read anything, <laughs> and, and, and which is hard for me because I'm a big Trek fan. But I'm just to the point 
where you know I, I'm starting to enjoy stuff more if I don't know everything going in because I used right. to try to know everything about whatever TV show or movie I was yeah. interested in or read all kinds of articles and mm-hmm. everything online but then I've gotten to the point where it's like you know what I'm, I want to be surprised by mm-hmm. stuff so I'm not going to read anything so I didn't know anything about this show other than basic sketch premise mm-hmm. of Sonequa Martin-Green's character being you know, the second command of a ship and she's like, the show's going to be kind of told from her perspective as opposed to from the perspective of the captain, which is all the previous shows in, in a way. So I think you would enjoy it more if you, if you don't spoil it for yourself mm-hmm. or have anyone else spoil it for you. Just watch it. If you're interested in checking it out, CBS All Access, uh, you can sign up for CBS All Access. You have to give them your credit card number, but it's a, you can get the first week free Mm-hmm. If you do the five ninety nine deal or three days free, if you sign up for the nine ninety nine deal, and if you are no longer interested in it, um, just cancel before that free trial is up. Mm-hmm. So you can watch the two first two episodes for free yeah. if you sign up for the free That's trial. Awesome. Put in your credit card number, or your email address, and then cancel later. Um, I think it's worth it at least to just check out the first two episodes and see if something you like. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And if it's something you like, either sign up and watch it then or Wait three months from now, sign up, binge watch it. I was just going to say, then cancel. you can still kind of binge watch it if you wait, right? Yeah, if, if you, you wait, wait so if several you, episodes in, you can still get the trial, right? The trial wasn't just for the first week of the right, show. Right, the trial is the continuous. That's, yeah. So you so. can always wait until the they air all the episodes. If, and, and when they're done a few months from now, you can sign up for that week-long pass and then binge watch it mm-hmm. and then cancel your subscription. So you can always do that. Well... That's another option. <laughs> yeah, that's, awesome. a, that's a life hack for you. Yeah, life hacks. <laughs> all right. So we're going to wrap this up. Are we all? Yeah, that, that's it. We're, that's all, all good. Done? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, cool. for everyone, for listening. Um, I want to give a, give you guys also another little note that we need some help from you guys. Yes. We need reviews. Yes. Please review us. <laughs> Go to iTunes and Apple Podcasts and review us. Just the two of us. Just do a search for just the two of us podcast. Mm-hmm. Review us on that. Review us on Google. Review us on any and all um, option. All yes, podcast wherever you apps. can. Wherever you yes. can. Wherever it says leave a review for this podcast. We really please appreciate do. it. We really appreciate it. Let us know what you guys think. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks. Bye.